Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. back good mo- well people don't know it's the morning well it's afternoon for you because we time travel <laughs> i'm an hour ahead into the future i know i'll never understand it. i mean i get it but it does feel like time traveling yeah the best is when you fly west and you like gain time back and you're like whoa this is so weird yeah, if I go from here to California, it's a two-hour flight with a two-hour time difference. So it's like I'm beating time. I haven't taken it yet, but I'm excited to eventually. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. Speaking of California. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, where, uh, where Hollywood is? Where all the celebrities are at and where all, most of the action is. Um, but yeah, I was going to say more so, speaking of California, we have an update from last week's crash. Yeah, uh, with I mean, Anne Hayes. Unfortunately, she passed. Um, I believe she's still on life support because they're trying to use her organs. They're like trying to figure out, you know, how they can use her organs for other people. Oh, yesterday they announced she's passed and she's been pulled off life support. Oh, okay. So Morgan, they, maybe that, that was yesterday that I was reading. And yeah, it would be very, I just very haven't quick. Read. Yeah, they would. They don't really have to like figure out. You know, they have the organ donation list, and it's like we're doing this as soon as possible. Yeah, it was already happening before they announced like she'd been taken off life support. So yeah, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's all. I mean, very very sad, but it's um, and not like where I'm going to take, like, we should be taking any credit, but the conversation that we had last week was very much, how could anyone have survived this yeah. crash? Unfortunately, we're not that surprised. Yeah. But it was shocking that, like, the first information that was coming out, that was she was, like, consciously taken to the hospital. Right. And was apparently speaking during the accident. But, yeah. But this is, yeah. you. I mean, burns are, yeah, a crazy, difficult recovery so yeah yep. so r.i.p Anne hash and hashaway that's what i was about to say no <laughs> um i mean the only like i mean the weird kind of discussion around it was like ellen tweeted today's a sad day and her ex-husband also is and the son or yeah and she has a 20 year old and a 13 year old so the 20 year old has made some statements you know, it's all very, very sad. She might have also been under the influence of cocaine. Yeah. They're like, it's kind of what happens after she goes through a breakup as these spirals. And, and yeah, we hope you're at peace, Anne Heche. I saw an article yesterday in the New York Post that said Anne Heche's mom survives four of her five kids. Yeah, I saw that too. And it was like, all right, what kind of angle is this? Not good. A not good angle. I mean, I was like, there's no reason to be discussing this. It's all because, unfortunately, her father passed away from AIDS, and her mother denied the fact that, and her sister, Anne Hayes' sister, also went on record denying the sexual abuse allegations that Anne 
proposed in her memoir about her father. Right. So because of all that, there's the interest, but it's so, it's all so sad all around. Yeah, but, no, uh, it really is. I mean, and then, it, <laughs> and then, I mean, if we could take a, a hard left into my favorite categories of relationships. <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, this one's like a, a silver lining and then a bad and then a worse. Yeah. For what we're about to go over. We got three relationship updates. Apparently, Taika Watiti and Rita Ora, who have been dating for a little, I think, it, yeah, it was April of 2021. They were spotted together. So they've been dating for a little over a year. So they possibly and most likely got married this weekend in a small ceremony. Yeah, there's recent um, photos of what looks like wedding rings on both of their hands as well. So, congratulations, kids. <laughs> I mean, they're um, all over each other. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, they've been together, yeah, I think since... April of last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was earlier than that for some reason, but never mind. Um, but yeah, did you want to go into... Oh, yeah, and then what's an uglier situation is that the Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde custody battle is turning very ugly. She's publicly accusing him of trying to embarrass her when he uh, served her papers before she went out to do a premiere of her film. This happened months ago that we covered as well. But the thing is, you don't... What we know of the process-serving scenario that we've all learned from Pineapple Express yep, is that the person... all mine. <laughs> yep. The person providing the papers to serve doesn't have control over when the process server delivers those papers. And the only way you can deliver custody or like, you know, a, I, they're not called suing papers, but anytime like you're going to be sued. Right. And like you're served papers, you go to an agency that then employs somebody at minimum wage to go out and find, and all you, they can do is you have, they have to be really sneaky because then you have to identify yourself to them when they ask. And so that's so we just saw it with Erica Jane of Real House of Beverly Hills. She got off a plane and a woman asked her, pretended to be a fan and was like, can I get a picture? Are you Erica Jane? And she said yes. And then the woman was like, here, you're served with a $50 million lawsuit because you have to get the person to identify who they are. So Olivia was served at an event where she was speaking because it would have been really easy to get her to identify who she was. And then Olivia is accusing Jason of doing this publicly to embarrass her and uh, take control. And what she's not really saying is that he's super fucking angry that she went off and had an affair with Harry yeah, Styles. I mean, <laughs> let's like get to the brass tacks as to why they got divorced. <laughs> they didn't even get divorced because they were never officially married. Or, yeah. you know, why they broke up. Why they broke up. It yeah. wasn't because anything he did and she's been saying that she's taking the kids to live with harry in london and he was like no i he's apparently not working in london right now he was just filming ted lasso so i was a little confused by the kids like why they weren't living all there together because she's been over there a lot too but harry's also on tour and Mm. she and harry have moved in together in her la home 
Right. So she filed for custody this weekend for uh, with the kids in L.A. And Jason tried to file custody in New York, but a judge ruled in her favor in L.A. saying that that's where the primary home of the children has been for the last few years. And she'll probably have a lot more rights as the as the mother in L.A. in California, even though New York and California are pretty succinct in terms of their liberalism in the courts and siding with the moms in custody agreements i think california is much more pro mom in these situations so i think that's why she's looking to gain uh custody in uh, in california no bueno no and i wonder if they they must have sold the uh governor's mansion in fort green that they lived in mm. I can only imagine. But. The good old days. Yeah. Um, not when they were Ross, my neighbors. Not to Ross Geller it, but I just got a TMZ alert that, <gasps> Anne, that Anne Hish uh, is being taken off of life support because they found an organ donor. So I was really... Well, she is the own organ donor and they found so they, a Because they found a match. Yeah, but they have a match in the day. It's not like they need to like take time. Like The matches are waiting for somebody with the same blood type no, to course. become available. So yeah, but yeah, she's she's done. She's not coming back. No, of course, but she, but in the sense of earlier, I said she hasn't been taken off life support. Yeah, I was right there. Okay, just yeah. want to let the let the <laughs> okay hunters, if that's what you're hold of, on to. That's why I said I'm Ross Gallering it. I need to prove them right. Anyway, <laughs> um, so have fun on did, that cross. Did you <laughs> did you want to say anything else about no your crew? No, it's on to you. Oh, okay. So here's With the your ugly. namesake. I know. She spells it the right way, too. Michelle Branch, um, singer for probably, I don't know. Everything yeah, to I was gonna, me. Yeah, that's a good jam. I had to look it up because I was confusing her with Vanessa Carlton. I knew you were. Because I was a lot like, of people already do. making great White House lyrics of like with what the situation was and i was like oh the spoofs that can come from this and then i yeah, googled no. it and i was like oh it's wrong person wrong song okay yeah but they came out around the same time and yeah a lot of people made that mistake but anyway mm-hmm. so michelle branch was arrested for allegedly slapping her estranged husband patrick carney from the black keys in the face in the wake of her claim he cheated on her according to docs out of nashville um, on Thursday at around 2 a.m., police were called to their home for a possible domestic disturbance. Michelle admitted she had slapped Patrick in the face, quote, one or two times. Um, Patrick did not have any visible injuries. Michelle was taken into custody. Her bail was set at $1,000. And it, she was released from custody early because she needed to breastfeed the couple's six-month-old child. And then they also, I think, have like a two-year-old or something. Yeah, they've only been together for three years. And she was married for, like, 12 years before. Yeah, to Teddy Lando. Um, yeah, so, but earlier in the week, uh, TMZ broke the story that they were getting divorced because she had posted on Instagram or Twitter or Instagram, somewhere on social media, that he had cheated. And she was devastated that, you know, he, you know the couple, the, the family was broken and... Blah, yeah. blah, blah. So. And this is Carney. Carney was married before the Black Keys became big, too. Mm. And then he went through a real ugly divorce there. And I read, I was obsessed with the Black Keys when they were first coming out and the yeah, first few albums. Yeah. 
So I totally, yeah, I missed this relationship completely. And I was very shocked when I was like, whoa, when you were like, yeah, these two are together. And I was like, whoa, it's Pat Carney on the receiving end of this shit. Like, <laughs> holy shit. When did they get together? I did not know that. So yeah, that yeah, was a I surprise. Mean, did he get, when he got divorced last time, was it also because he was cheating? Or I was just assuming so because it's like how do you start a relationship before you then go on tour for the next five years and like stay how do you maintain any kind of semblance of a life and how do you go from not famous to incredible like for a good five eight year span they were like the band right the rock band available kind of before Kings of Leon came out it was like right yeah before that wave. So I was just, I just kind of figured that, yeah, I did figure he, he had cheated and stuff, but he had talked, I think, openly about like how absolutely devastating that divorce was and uh, yeah, Ugh. I, I, wow, it's, Pat Carney. It's just a crazy story. I also story went to high school that, like, with like three different guys named Pat Carney, so it's like. Oh, that's crazy. It's just a crazy thing <laughs> that like, you find out your husband cheats on you, you have a physical reaction where you slap him and then you end up in jail yeah what's the problem it's just like what is <laughs> a natural course of things what if like what is 72 hours of time i mean that's just nuts she's not having a good week i think she's fine <laughs> i think this is totally like yeah good for thankfully she got out and they only charged her a thousand dollars and yeah she, he deserved no, to get of course. slapped a couple of times and she deserved yeah. to go to get arrested for hitting somebody but just what a piece of shit didn't have that on my bingo card for this week i'll tell you that that's true yeah (laughs) that's accurate um yeah do you want uh the other uh emmy yeah so yeah moving away from couple update we have some more uh entertainment or i guess more industry news yeah so uh this week it was announced that keenan thompson is going to be the host of the emmys which i believe is on september 12th yeah it's a Um, month away and the emmy nominations came out when we were on our summer hiatus exactly so so we forgot to we haven't talked about them yet yeah and as casey and i were like reviewing them again we were like so, do we have Oscar amount of nominations now per category? It's like more. It's insane. There's like way Oscars, too many nominations. Because Oscars can what do ten films, and then there's still five people per category. Oh, you're right. It's just the film that. Yeah, has... it's just the film that's stupidly. They were like, "Oh my gosh, we're so overwhelmed. We need to bump it to ten, even though there's only one winner. So there's no point in going from five to ten availability and." Since they opened it up, they've only they haven't hit like ten nominations. They've gone to like eight film nominations, and it's like, what is the difference between doing five nominations and eight nominations if only one is going to win? Like this, you guys got to no, agree. It's so stupid. It's just for inclusivity, so they can show that they're going to nominate all these random sh- movies or shows that are just still not going to win. And it's <laughs> like if they were, it and if we're going to acknowledge their skill then they also should have been in that top five like exactly it's just so obnoxious yeah if there's only going to be it's like it's like taking a test like don't give us more options if there's only one right answer it's so ridiculous but it seems like do you guys hear that at the sats (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) only give us three multiple choice options it helps us out 
Um, but the, it seems like what eight nominations per category. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the series at least. It is. It's pretty. The only one that I'm seeing right now that's like actors. Within... It looks like it's six. Six. Yeah. T- yeah. Limited series is the only one so far that's like five. Um, but it's. I think it's everybody who's been on screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is there anybody? That I think the only one that I was surprised to not see was Wyatt Russell for Under the Banner of Heaven, but Andrew Garfield got it. Oh my God. Yeah, you were yeah. so saying he's that. gonna be there. I mean, because it's just unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him there. What's some other I was exciting um uh the uh like Nicole Byers getting got two different nominations. I'm always excited because I love her Emmy campaign that she does every year. Where she's just like, give me a goddamn Emmy, people. What did she get him for? Up? Well, she's in competition program, like nailed oh, it. Oh, right, and right. And then right. I believe she's also host of a competition program mm. um, for nailed it, and or the other one that she does with John Cena. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. she's doing a lot these days. I loved that. Um... I don't know if you got to television movie, but Chip and Dale got nominated. Yes, that that was so excited for that too. And so did the Reno 911 movie. Like, listen, I it was so bad. Never expected those two movies to be on there, but I'll take it. <laughs> How dumb was the Reno 911 movie? I know, but it was like it brought me back to what. And I your needed. boy, your boy Patton. Yeah, no, of that course. was like such a stupid thing. Oh my god, I loved it. Um. Like the yeah, Roku I mean, channel, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas gets a nomination. Yeah, like, like, people, what? what is going on? I know. It's hilarious. But like, yeah, not surprisingly, we got the White Lotus in there. Yes. Succession. We got, we got our Succession. We got our Euphoria. We got our Ozarks. We got our Hacks. A lot for Dope Sick. And that was a, that's a Hulu original about the opioid p- pandemic in like mining country. Um, and that's exciting. Will Poulter, he's a new favorite of mine. He's in that. Uh, Sebastian Stan got it for Pam and Tom. Pam and Tommy got a good amount too. Yeah, I also like to see Abbott Elementary got nominated for a bunch. Ooh, our boy Oscar Isaac might be showing up there for scenes from a marriage. Yeah, I still haven't watched we'll never that. Never watch. I, will you, do you? Would you ever want to? I'd rather watch that than the Marriage Story. It has people in it that I prefer. Are they even similar? I th- I'm I think assuming the idea it's both is about similar. a falling apart of a marriage, no? I don't know. That, that I don't know. Yeah. Because Scenes from a Marriage is not Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. That's that No, that's different. Marriage Story. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. Scenes of a Marriage is Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac and Jessica Chastain. And Jessica Ch- Chastain, who I prefer to be the former. Yeah. And then this is Oh, yeah, it's a limited series versus a, a movie. movie as well. Colin Firth for The Staircase. I mean, I'm really, like, I'm always excited just to see who's going to show up. Amish Patel for Station Eleven as well. That's, um, yeah, Oh, Your Girl, Issa Rae. I mean, Gene Smart is going to win it again. Perhaps. I hope so. Uh, or you're, I think, the, you know, who we're so excited to see now moving forward for everything. Quanta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Yeah, no, Quinta. I mean, I'm hoping she wins something, even if it's not lead actress, like writer, who knows. 
Yeah, it might not be this year, but like she's yeah. got her name out there to be for show sure. somebody to be paying attention to moving forward. So that's and really exciting. Also, a bunch of Severance people who I don't know if you ever finished it, but like I was obsessed. So yeah, everybody's obsessed with Severance. I just haven't been like in the mood to go down <laughs> what has no, been. No, I got that. I'm like that with. Plenty of other shows I haven't finished. Euphoria being one of them. Oh, we still a uh, Squid Game is get. Oh yeah, I forgot that this is still the year of Squid Game. I guess yeah. What is it, time? What yeah? Because I guess like the Golden Globes. I always could do that with the Golden Globes versus the Emmys. Because like, isn't the same season? Like first Golden well, the Globes. The Golden Globes is January. Yeah. Yeah. But then doesn't the same television stuff can be nominated for the Golden Globes within the same year as the Emmys? And the Emmys are just so much later that it, like, messes up my brain. Yep, because it's, like, the calendar year. Yeah. Um, And I think a shout-out to Yellow Jackets. That's probably one of the bigger... Yeah, neither one of us watched that, but a lot of people framed it. No, and I should. And it has a season two coming out. And it's a lot of people that are really great. But yeah, Melanie Linsky might snag that because she got the Golden Globe for that. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, it's everybody and anybody you want to see. Yeah. No, I'm definitely excited. Um, you know, and Steve Martin and Martin Short deserve it for Only Murders in the Building. Did you see the recent quote of Steve Martin? No. What? Basically said, like, after this, he's done acting. Yeah. But yeah. Guess what? He has a four year old to take care of. He's a 70-what-year-old man. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I was just talking about that with my mom this weekend because Billy Joel's seven-year-old was celebrating her birthday on the 12th and then also has a five-year-old. Billy Joel has more children? Oh, yeah, dude. Where have you been? Oh, I forgot you don't like him. No, why am I paying? I mean, I'm not from Long Island. <laughs> hey, there's plenty of non-Long Islanders who love them some Billy. Show me them and I will show you a liar. Oh, and I'm no, like, there's... where is your address on Long Island? No, 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 no. <laughs> Jamie I mean... likes Billy Joel. She lives in Massachusetts. Wow, Jamie's a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's um... not going to listen to this either, so we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Jamie? For 20 minutes. <laughs> Um, and then we'll get a text in an hour. She's like, hey, guys. <laughs> I listened to this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else related to yeah. Oh, he's 77 years old, Steve Martin. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was like my... I couldn't remember if he was like a, the exact age of my mom or before my mom. But, um, I mean, do what do we think about Keenan hosting? I think I've said on this pod before, I'm not a huge Keenan fan. I mean, he's been in the business from day one, so he's definitely got the chops. I just, he doesn't do it for me. I mean, have we seen him in any hosting capacity? I think he hosted some game show. That sounds familiar, but we didn't watch it, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, is there anything? I mean, what didn't get nominated? Is there anybody else that's? Uh, I'll tell you what didn't get nominated. Yeah, any any of my housewives. 
Uh, well, what would they be nominated for? Top Chef got nominated. As per use, because it's program. a competition. I think it's only they have the reality competition. They don't have regular reality. Got it. Oh, Christopher Walken shows up in Severance. Okay. Oh, yeah, dude. That's like a major plot point. Yeah, dude. I haven't watched it yet. I know. <laughs> Get on to it. I don't know if I'm going to. I think you're actually going to be very into the Christopher Walken storyline because it's it goes somewhere I was not expecting. See if there's Nathan Lane only murders in the building. Interesting. Speaking of which, the second season, I know we're about to go into what we're watching. I think we talked about it earlier that I started the second season, but mm, this second season is not good. I can't get in. I think I've watched three or four episodes and I don't give a shit. I mean, I already thought that the first season, it was cute, but it's a little corny. That's what and I'm not understanding. this one is, the... like, super corny. That's why even it getting nominated, I'm like, are we really doing this? Yeah, is it just getting the names and the seats? And, like, I wonder who's trying to come in and be like, oh, well, if Steve Martin and Martin Short are there, then I'm definitely watching. Like, it's not the demographic that, it's just yeah. an odd pairing with Selena, and she's so not a good actress, in my opinion. No! At least not in this, and that's really the only thing I've seen. It, I mean, you don't watch Wizards of Waverly Besides Place? Barney. Yeah. <laughs> um, back in the day? No, I never did. No, because we were too old. No, because then there was something, because she just got picked up for something else, too. She has that she, cooking show. No, there's something like other project that she just got attached to and i was like why is she getting acting work because oh you know what i forgot to mention to you speaking of relationship couples and this may not mean that that much to you but camilla cabello has been spotted oh yeah with the guy who uh who is the ceo of the locks club which is like a an online dating site online dating site for jews but like even more it's like soho house meets jace white yeah, um, and it is definitely a PR move, if I had to guess. Do, do we care? No. Like, yeah. Okay, Camila Cabello. Like, all right. I'm not really understanding. Team Sean for days. I love me some. Sean well, there doesn't need to be a team. It's not no, like it's I know, an ugly but breakup. I just never liked them together. Oh, I like them together. It but felt very forced. It definitely did not feel forced at all. Her two-year relationship when he's living with her parents and they're fucking on the beach every day. That does not feel forced. <laughs> Do you see any of those pictures? I yeah, mean, it felt like they were just, like, purposely doing that in the pictures with the paparazzi and all that. No, it felt like it was lockdown and they were allowed to walk their dog and the paparazzi sat outside their house and just waited for them to walk their dog no, every day. No, I told day. you that there were a video of, like, them calling the pop paparazzi and like them purposely creating um setups so that they would be in the news that's why i just don't trust me Kabila, camilla whatever her name is she's bad news but anyway um yeah do you want to go into what we're watching yeah we want that yeah i guess it's gonna be a five minute episode today <laughs> i mean what else i mean is there anything else you want to talk about that's why i was adding in more stories <laughs> Um, I mean, Serena Williams retired. Oh, right. That's one. 
uh, and good for you. And you don't need to make an explanation to anyone. I feel like she's really trying to like convince herself that she needs to be doing this. And she's just speaking out loud. And it's like, honey, if your body is saying it's time, then that's yeah, how old is she? okay with it. She's 41. And, and she's we, been doing this since she was like 15, maybe even younger. No, I would say set, uh, probably four. You st- If you want to become professional, you start yeah. playing tennis like at summer, you know, you start going to camp and get coaching by the time you're two. You start walking with a racket. I mean, the the intensity, the like. No, yeah, I so just no, I don't really care about tennis. No, it's such a stupid fucking game. <laughs> don't. Tell oh that. my god, my mom will disagree. She's obsessed. Sorry, Randy, <laughs> our loyal listener. Yeah, I don't understand it for the life of me. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only one in my family who doesn't like it. It just the the athleticism is insane. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I just find it boring just watching the ball go back and forth. Yeah, agreed. And if it's for how long? Are you watching a match for? It can be a while. I mean, it's not timed. It's based off of, you know, a certain amount of points and matches, game, set, match. Yeah, and she's now going to be, I'm sure, able to get an amazing commentary contract. Oh. So... But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did you mention what her statement was and how she was saying she needs to choose between her family and her career? And if she is, she's going to choose her family. Yeah, no, I didn't mention that yet. But yeah, that was her statement. And that's kind of just where it's like, but. But also you're 41 and you've done it all. Yeah. And she was saying if I was a man, I wouldn't have to choose before between family and tennis. But it. it I'm I'm not quite understanding what is forcing her to choose besides the fact that it's so difficult to play this game. The average retirement age is 27. Right. So she's the the foremost athlete that I think we've ever like seen of our time. Like the For amount sure. of shit she's had to battle outside the court and racism. And the the amount of times that she's been suspended for her wardrobe because she's a black woman with a body, like all that, like a not to mention all the awards she's won. Yeah, and so so it's like I would love to learn more about where because she's also trying to have another baby. So maybe that's what she's saying of like I can't keep playing tennis and keep trying to have another baby. True, and it's like no, you're right. And yes, yes, if you weren't a man, yeah, a man wouldn't have to carry it. So a man at 40 would be able to knock up his wife. Yeah. But it's also going to be so much more difficult for a woman at that age to be, I would assume, undergoing like IVF to then get pregnant and stuff. I mean, she also could choose not to carry it. She's got more money than God with her husband, um, between her and her husband. But yeah, but that's like a moral conversation. Yeah, of course. And it's not like an easy road to find yeah, a surrogate yeah, no. too. So it's not, but like, yeah. when you're at that level, you've got the connects. I just don't think she needs to make any statement at all. She can just be like, "Yeah, just yeah, be like, you I'm had retiring. me. I gave you everything I had for 25 years. This is now. I I can do whatever the fuck I want. But I guess, yeah, society is not going to meet her there, and they'll put on whatever agenda they want to put on to her. Yeah. Well, hopefully she'll. You know, the what's it called? The U.S. Open is around the corner, so that'll probably. I think that's her last match. Um, oh, I so. think it was the. Um... No. She's still. It's like a retirement after 
Yeah, it was just, yeah, what did I see of where she was just playing and she lost and then made these statements. Yeah, but yeah. But good. Serves up new vision of life after retirement. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember where she's Serena playing in the US Open. Plans to retire after when is US Open then? Yeah, is it the is... one that's in Queens in Flushing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's isn't like, it now? It's uh usually at like the end of August, early September. You got yeah, so it. It's coming up. Starts August 29th. Yeah. And September eleventh. Oh boy. September eleventh is <laughs> a Sunday this year. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Um, Ew. Uh, Novak Djokovic can play in the U.S. Open. He's well, unvaccinated. Well, now they don't, need, they don't need the vaccines anymore. I they know, but just get this motherfucker. Now people can just do whatever they want. How old is this guy? Get out of here. You can retire, sir. I love when he, like, spread it last last uh, tournament he went to somewhere. Yeah, he did. He was, like, patient zero. <laughs> He sucks. Um, right. Yeah, you want to talk about what we're watching? Yeah. I just went on a rant. Do you want to go first? Well, the only thing I have watched is what we were we both have watched, which is the new season of Big Brother. Yeah, so talk about that. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah, no. So, I mean, it's basically my favorite show of all time, for those that don't know. But it's a reality show that is – if I had to describe it as real world meets Survivor, um, in that I've never watched Survivor, so well, in that that they have to vote someone out every week. Um, they all live in a house together, and then there's weekly, um, sometimes da- daily competitions and challenges. Um, so you know it's always interesting. They usually have the same type of people in each season, in the sense that you have some alpha males. You have some nerds, super fans. Um, you always have like one or two people that's not in the ages of twenties and thirties. And um, the theory being like, let's have this house vaguely reflect society, high school, yeah, or society. Um, and I think when we talked about this last year, um, it was an unprecedented season because they had. Um, I I was going to say hired, but casted um, more than the usual uh, diverse or primarily black contestants so that those individuals were actually able to form an alliance. And for the first time ever, there was a black winner of Big Brother. So um, again, last season, it sounded like you said this season. No, no, no. Last last season. season. Yeah. So then this season, it's just been interesting to see like what's in terms of a who they've casted, what the alliances look like, um, very typical of Big Brother. You could have an alliance day one, and then day like three, the alliance already breaks up. Or you could have people who are decide to be members of many different alliances, and then it's interesting to see which ones that they actually um, stay loyal to. Stay loyal to with. The one thing I will say that what I found the most interesting this season is um, I've never seen this before. I don't think this has ever happened. But in the first week of the show, um, one of the contestants basically had like a mental breakdown and had to leave because they weren't sleeping 
um, they weren't like functioning as a normal human being. Well, she also blew up her, her own, own game. game. Like it was just Yeah, like, it was funny. it was Why very interesting to watch. It was very interesting to watch. It was as if she had no idea what she had tried out for and had never take done the homework to watch what she was entering into and yeah. Which is crazy because she like is a su- or was she said she was a super fan. So it's yeah, like, you know, and- it's a typical thing where you think you know what it's going to be like when you're in it. And it's I I mean, as a fan who's seen every season, there are days I watch the show and I'm like, I would freaking kill and I'd win and I'd have that money in the bank. And then there are days I'd be like, nope, I'd actually have a mental breakdown day two or blow up my game and I'd be out. I'd be the first one sent home. But I think you would go in knowing what you need. You have a game plan of not start, not being the center of starting. Like she's the one who created a direct yeah. target. You definitely want to go in with a low, you know, low attention towards yeah. you. She rallied like, the whole hide house under the radar against somebody off of a fall pre like a, a pretext that was like her own pretense. agenda. False pretense. Is I think what you were trying to say? Either or a pretext or a pretense. Yeah. There were like cause it was she went in being like, I don't like this girl, Taylor, because Taylor wasn't paying she, she wasn't, wasn't a, girl's a girl's girl. girl. <laughs> yeah. Which wasn't an alliance name. The girls girls. <laughs> yeah. Started by this chick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so she start like she chose a target that like that she created like she just went all wrong so it's like she never had watched this game because then she the second that she was confronted with all the decisions she made she completely backpedaled and then had an emotional breakdown about feeling bad about making some other girl the target that she also lied to her like she did her face yeah, yeah it was interesting so that happened like literally within week one and then it's just been interesting to kind of see where the people you think are gonna end up and how they're gonna play and um well question for you do you feel like they casted or cast is casted the la- the pre- pre- like yeah is it the past tense of cast uh did they cast a disproportionately low number of jocks this year compared to before or it was just a great um like house move that a couple of the bigger jock targets got out immediately like pooch and like because I can't. Because typically, when you watch it, you're going. No, normally there like are the like three to find four each other alphas. immediately. Yeah, and they're and like, "This is it. We're an alliance." Yeah, I think getting Pooch out in the beginning was smart. He also like the thing is in the beginning of the show, usually people get out because they're annoying AF, and like yeah. Pooch was annoying. Yeah, but he, he was also, also one of the, what would have been a jock. Yeah, yeah. and he chose. He thought that like he could basically say i'm so untouchable put me up on the block and no one will vote for me and then everyone was like oh yeah we'll tell you no one's gonna vote for you and then everyone voted for him yeah i mean it could not have been a more classic like new jersey mentality Cocky, of, like, <laughs> of like no i'm so well liked in this house the other target is the person sitting next to me and everybody being like, actually when you leave a room we all talk about how annoying you how are. much we hate you yeah, yeah. so and his, like, best friend, Joseph, is definitely my number one. I think he has the chance to win it all. Um, so that's who I'm voting for. 
Yeah, I don't really have a horse in the game. I'm enjoying the 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 show, but I don't really enjoy anybody. any of them. Yeah. It would have been Nicole because she was a cop who became a chef. Who's also the, who's also the worst cop ever to exist yeah. because she had such bad readings. Like she was like, I was a cop for ten years. I know how to read people and then would read everyone completely wrong. It was a bummer. I mean she left cop. <laughs> she, she left that career. There's behind. a reason she became a chef. Uh, it was just yeah it was so it's so strange how it's kind of broken down and how it's going and it's now the accurate new uh alliance called the leftovers is really yeah it's like whoever was left over but it just seems like people are not likable in terms of their personality if i had to guess though i do feel like this or this week is gonna be when the leftovers go off yeah like start picking at each other well, they only have so much it, time left. Because it, right. it sounded like Michael was going to do that last week if the rest of the team didn't, like, make it so obvious they wanted Monty out, so. Yeah, but now Michael's going to be the target. Well, he is the target. because He's going to be the target even prior he's won to the winning because he wins everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, so it's on him, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he had to win to save himself a couple yeah. of times, but – He's come up really big in the right moments and it's putting a target directly on his back. But yeah. I guess if there is anybody that I'd be rooting for, it is Michael because it would be really great. Has a gay man ever won before? Yes, but okay, cool. it's been a while. And yeah. he also is a super fan. So you want And that. traditionally, he would have been picked off. Like he's not an athlete. Like if we go back to what the traditional breakdown is, it usually directly reflects society's breakdown of human behavior right where the jocks then you know run the game yeah and i keep forgetting that you've only i mean not only you've seen a decent amount of seasons but a lot of those seasons yeah not all of them yeah has the jocks winning whereas like i have seen the quote-unquote floater seasons where like less aggressive alpha male people end up winning yeah this is my first floater season so it's really enjoyable to yeah. just be watching it because it's like all right this is great expect it, the unexpected but and then yeah because you can only do so much planning and then yeah that's the best thing about the show you think you know what's going to happen and then there's all these twists and turns that you have no idea are going to happen in addition to everyone in the house creating hysteria some of which is legit and some of which is just like telephone gone bad yeah but like this week it's gonna be like jasmine's gonna get taken from like the if she's in the category of being well liked she's like pulling herself out of that category because she's angry that people keep eating her food and this is how michelle would get voted out immediately (laughs) and so she's going around accusing everyone of like eating half a muffin and like doing these other things and it's like yeah but if you do this like you're you're making yourself be somebody that can easily get picked on well not to mention she's not in that alliance so she's gonna go home regardless but yeah i mean she also has this weird sprained foot that like we don't understand how she's still allowed to be like in the house and competing when she like can't walk well no i mean there's been that season christmas was on she like broke her leg and had a much bigger cast um oh, i remember that already and yeah. still played and then christmas is engaged to oh my arrival god in that house. i think they got i think they got married oh i think that might have been the more recent yeah which yeah, is yeah, insane i mean big brother does have a much higher uh marriage 
Right, than The Bachelor. Right, than The Bachelor. It's insane because they're living one on, you know, and there is a showmance this season. I don't know if this is going to be one that actually lasts because he's a Mormon. (laughs) Well, he's not a Mormon. He's the opposite of Mormon. He left. He actively left the church. I think he's he's still a virgin, though. No, he's not. He left the church because he had sex. Oh, I missed that part. Oh, no, that's, yeah. He's just not trying to get laid on camera. Yeah, his mom would kill him. Yeah. No, that's why he left the Mormon church. He was like, I was too horny and I had sex before <laughs> marriage. That's what happened. I mean, he ain't the only one, I'm sure. He's a TikTok star. No, but he's yeah, such a Yeah, I don't know how I feel about him, to be honest. I don't really he's care for him. He's playing by the skin of his teeth, which yeah. I don't really respect. So he's Agreed. just there because he's pretty. And and he doesn't have the balls to, like, look at Alyssa and be honest with her. And yeah. I'm not okay with that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm all about a showman's where they're actually loyal to each other, and he's not loyal to Alyssa. And because these re- these relationships work, because there isn't this bullshit uh, production around Big Brother that there is The Bachelor, where they're all like, well, looks- there's other contestants. I mean, yes, there's other people in the hall in the house, but the likelihood of like two people. Being- yeah, but eighty percent of The Bachelor is set up by producers, and zero percent right. of Big Brother is set up producers, except for the competitions. Like, it's not like producers are like, oh, we didn't get that line from you. Can you go drink another bottle of wine and then get right. back in the room with those women? It's like we just have cameras set up, and yeah, we, we don't even have up- people in the room. Like, they don't interact with producers unless they're in the uh, confessional. Yeah, it's much more Truman show. And so, like, much more respect to Big Brother. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Don't play with, like, that's the thing about, who was talking about it this week? Somebody was talking about how you need to, like, you don't play down to the audience. You play up and the audience will meet you. And it's an insulting on these shows when you play down to the audience, like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. When you just assume your audience is stupid and so you cut the show that way versus, like, no, let's the audience is smart they'll meet us half they'll get this let's step our game up and make it a more interesting challenge well and also the big the thing about big brother is it's almost more of a i mean there are live episodes but like it's also on three times a week because so much is happening in a given week that they need to they they don't really have time to really produce and cut and edit it's like we got to edit this one get on get it on get to the next one yeah that's why it's even better which is why I like it. It's very, I mean, it's on three hours a week, which sounds like a lot, but honestly, I could go for more. You can, you can, you have Paramount plus and you can I watch know, but I don't video watch, cameras. I don't want to watch the feeds. I want <laughs> yeah. more edited content because the feeds are just sitting there talking and I've yeah. done that and it's really boring. And then in the show, they pull anything from the feeds. All it's the good interesting. stuff. Yeah yeah. 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 But anyway. But it is there if you want to, if you're really lonely, you can always tune in to these people I've and done pretend like you're in living past, in the house. <laughs> back in the day when I literally had nothing to do or couldn't spend money to do anything, I would just like literally watch the feeds. Um, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But yeah, what else are you watching? So um, I started A League of Their Own. Oh, right on Amazon. Yep. Created, uh, you know, written by Abby Jacobson. And so I will preface it with this. So it's getting poor reviews really yeah like you know poor you know not uh yeah you know it has under a six star rating on imdb right now and like wow and i'm understanding why but okay if you like a league of their own and you you like abby jacobson and broad city then you'll still like this show but the demographic for this show is very limited it's Mm. not as broad as it would be 
to touch a league of their own from what that film like meant and what it did um like the impact that it had when it came out in the 90s and now it's all it's all it's an all like female women gina davis we got madonna we got rosie right you know we got um Oh, who is that? That great actress who recently was on Orange is the New Black from. Um, I just feel like she never got her uh, comeuppance when she was. She is this great. Lori Petty. She plays Kit and you're Michelle. Preface Michelle isn't like a massive fan of A League of Their Own like I am. The yeah, film. I've only seen it once and that was enough for me. Yeah, it's uh, something that I would watch over and over again. It completely like impacted everything I was as a young girl playing softball and seeing all these women on TV and doing this and then the whole story behind it and being a massive Tom Hanks fan. I was like, sign me up year after year. It's still the film that makes me cry no matter what when they tell Betty Spaghetti's that her husband has passed away in the war. And um, yeah, it's fascinating. So, So with that being said, what Abby Jacobson is doing is very interesting where she's still keeping on like keeping um, accuracy to the time frame of it being like 1943. Right. In, in terms of, and like keeping accuracy with the war. And- but then you could argue that she's not, she's also like trying very much to modernize it within that time. Because one thing that a league of their own does the film is there's, obviously no conversation there's very minimal conversation about sexuality and what we know in real life is that the women who inspired the film have like come out later on in years typically when this when the film was out like no but since then and since abby's kind of done this reboot it's been yeah there's one like at age 90 that came out yeah so abby like modernizes it to that area but like there is so much sexual content. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I was trying to go back and forth of like challenging myself of like, okay, is this my own kind of influence on women in the forties and like what, you know, white men who have been creating these films and, you know, write the history books have told us like, yes, women were sexual things were happening. And like Darcy Carden is playing kind of a Madonna inspired character where she's very overtly sexual. And it's like, okay, I was this actually accurate for the forties though? Like, is there this much? And, and like Abby is being honoring a lot of today's conversation about gender and binaryism and that is worked into the show too. So it's like, it's nice that it's modernized, but it's also kind of difficult to make sense of it when it's set in 1943. When you know, yeah. No, that's valid. And so, and then there's also a great con- conversation about race because it's mentioned in one little scene in A League of Their Own where a black woman comes and, and she's not allowed to participate in the show, in the, okay. any of it. And she throws the baseball and it, it, the catcher gets it. She like, she's like, Oh my God, that was so hard. Like, you know, these black women are powerful, but that was the entire scene in the movie. Right. And in this show, it does that because it's still very much segregated, but it follows two black women, a friend of the girl who wants to be playing softball. And then the girl who wants to be playing softball and what her journey is to like get on the team because she feels like this is her path. 
and it's all great but also at the end of the day it's like and they're like yeah we're playing major league baseball but it's like how long are you gonna be playing major league baseball for and but these are also typically these are women that have are for earning their first paychecks ever right and so that's also um cool that they're doing like that part and so they take that very seriously um and a lot of the women are non-identify like not in the show itself non-identifying but as actresses you can tell they're not identifying and there is a part where they're doing like that makeover stuff and they have to be women because that was a big part of the movie of like you're gonna be playing in skirts and you have to like get the audience in by using sex right 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 yeah um but yeah it's just very it's very confusing and I can understand why it it's difficult to if you're coming in thinking this is going to be a league of their own, the movie, it's definitely not. Mm-hmm. And Nick Offerman is playing the Tom Hanks character. And there isn't the kind of Tom Hanks charm that is attached. Mm. And it's not the, like, it's going to be a story of like, yes, he's going to learn a lesson at some point, but I just love the whole dynamic between Gina Davis and Tom, and Tom. Hanks. And yeah. there's going to be, none of that kind of will they won't the chemistry with Abby Jacobson and her character with him. So I wish there was a little more nod to very intense scenes from a league of their own that could be translated over. And maybe we will get a little more of it as it goes on. Yeah. I mean, how but many I'm episodes like, are you in? I'm about halfway through. Oh, okay. There's only eight episodes. Uh, and so it's just, I'm not like, it would have been really cool if they had woven in a little bit, more nostalgia from the film as well so i'm still gonna keep watching it but it's like and also some of these couples that are getting together in the show like don't have good chemistry like it Mm. comes out of nowhere so you're like okay well that's not even yeah i don't like story is kind of her characters exploring what that is like she's married to her best friend charlie but he's been off at war and then she's like not sure she kind of runs away out of panic to like join them because she wants to be doing this and yeah and it's just but at the same time the film probably did a lot of rewriting of accuracy of history to make it a lot easier to consume and make it like right these were women it's not a documentary at the end of the day it's an adaptation of what really happened and it was a film that was created you know in the 90s and so it's gonna be rewritten so yeah but then it's like were women this sexual in the 40s like they weren't allowed to be really were or we just ignorant to accuracy because it's been rewritten so many times for us so it's very i mean i don't know if i wouldn't say all women were that sexual but maybe this small group where they were like in this closeted situation and so they and were they're all spending to, time with each other so they're like, acting on things because yeah exactly but like and it's like i've never been around another yeah. possible lesbian or do they like was that even part of the conversation word, yeah. then like yeah definitely what like yeah because you would have had mccarthyism like um hunting down gay people essentially during this time period and arresting yeah, them yeah but yeah it, it's just like Mm. and it is accurate and the fact that like 80 percent of girls that i played softball with like growing up have come out and it is very very true no it is who it attracts but yeah it's yeah it's just very interesting the way they're doing this and then and then on top of that 
Uh, it's very, very funny because, I mean, I guess, like, spoiler, it's not really a spoiler because it happens by, like, the second episode. And you can kind of see the chemistry happening. And this is the relationship that it does have some chemistry is Abby Jacobson and Darcy Carden's character. Mm. But the best part is that we know them so well from doing improv together. Yeah. Or no, they just came up at UCP together. Right. So, we know the crew that they graduated with, with Gabris, with Adam Pally, with Alana. And it's super funny to think, like, you guys were in Improv 102 together, and now you're making out in a garage. On Amazon Prime show. <laughs> and you've been friends for 10 years, and, like, Don Finelli's in it. And, like, so it's all these, like, UCB people that we definitely know that you're, like, this is so funny because you guys would have been in class together and then, like, met up to do practice. And then 10 years later, you're making out on screen together. Like, this is the, very funny. Isn't that the dream? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very amusing in that point. But then a couple, like another couple have, I don't understand why it's even like a plot point. I'm like, mm. there's no, like this girl already has enough going on. That's interesting that you don't need to throw in this sexual relationship with this other woman just to show that there's like, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's so, I mean, I would be surprised if there's a second season. Interesting. All right. But well, it's a good yeah. thing you're not paying for Amazon anymore after this. Yep, I know. You beat the system. Yeah, fuck you, Bezos. Um. Well, remember when you said we were going to be done in 20 minutes? We're almost at an hour. Yeah, I mean, I stretched it out. So yeah, no, that. we both did. There's plenty to talk about. Uh, anything else or? Uh, no, I think. I think we're wrapping it up. All right, then. Until next time. Bye.